1: we give you praise we give you glory we give you honor and adoration indeed the words you speak turn things around for us as we gather in your presence this evening we ask that you will speak to us that your words will turn our lives around for good in jesus name thank you lord in jesus name we pray amen good evening everyone good evening good evening how are we doing today welcome to thrive if you're worshiping with us for the first time online we welcome you if you are an in-house person we welcome you as well welcome to the presence of god today we continue in our study of the book of james and today we'll be looking at James chapter four, verses 11 and 12, James 4, 11 and 12. I'm going to read them in three different versions in succession now. I'm going to read the message version, the easy version and the TPT version. So the message version says, don't badmouth each other. Friends, it is God's word His message is royal rule that takes a beating in that kind of talk. You are supposed to be honoring the message, not writing graffiti all over it. God is in charge of deciding human destiny. Who do you think you are to meddle in the destiny of others? So he talks about badmouthing each other. And it says it is flouting God's royal rule. And then it says, if you are doing that, you are trying to meddle in the destiny of other people. And you have no rights to such because God is in charge of deciding human destiny. The easy to read version says, my Christian friends, Note the use of the word Christian. So it's not talking to unbelievers, it's talking to us of the household of faith. It says, my Christian friends, do not say bad things against each other. If you speak against another believer, you are really speaking against God's law. If you judge another believer, then you are judging the law too. When you do that, you are not obeying the law. You are giving yourself authority to decide what the law says god is the one who gave his law to people only he has the authority to judge whether people have done what is right only he can decide to save people or to destroy them so you must not judge your friends you do not have that authority so we see this version telling us that we are christian friends and we should not say bad things about each other each other and then he says you must not judge your friends. So again it is people that we are doing life with, people around us, people of the same faith that are being referred to by these verses. Now the TPT version, Passion Translation says their friends as part of God's family never speak against another family member. So it has gone beyond being friends, being Christian, you know, brothers, uh, Christian friends is saying family members, as part of God's family, never speak against another family member. For when you slander a brother or sister, you violate God's law of love. I want you to take note of that word slander because we're coming back to it. He says, when you slander a brother or a sister, you violate God's law of love. And your duty is not to make yourself a judge of the law of love by saying that it doesn't apply to you. But your duty is to obey it. There is only one true lawgiver and judge, the one who has the power to save and to destroy So who do you think you are to judge your neighbor? I mean, today's verses, the two two verses are so straightforward. It's saying to us, don't badmouth each other. Don't speak bad things against each other. Don't slander each other. And for the next few minutes, I want to share with us four reasons. I mean, there are many more reasons, but four reasons why we should not badmouth each one another why we should not slander each other as children of God and the first reason is so that you will not become an agent of the devil and I know that when you use the word bad mouth sometimes it has been used like in in commonplace like uh, trends so it doesn't hold as much weight as it ought to. But if you look at that first version we read, it first started with don't badmouth each other. Then it says, don't meddle in somebody's destiny, which means when you are badmouthing someone, you are trying to meddle with their destiny. And it is God alone that has that power. So when you are trying to meddle in a person's destiny, then you are becoming an agent of the devil. And I'm going to explain why. It is because slander is one of the greatest weapon, if I can use that word, that the devil has in his armory. And it is great because it doesn't look like an ammo. It doesn't look like something the devil uses. It looks like you're just jesting or you're just having a nice time gossiping about one or two people. It looks like things friends just do for fun, but it is a weapon in the devil's armory. Now, if you look at the dictionary definition of the word devil, and you can Google it, it says that the word devil is from the Greek word diabolos. And then it says it means slanderer or accuser, the spirit or power of evil. And it says sometimes it is used for minor demonic spirits. So the word devil means slanderer. And we are being taught tonight that if you slander someone, then you are literally saying to the devil, let me do your work for you. Or why don't you employ me for the next 30 minutes while I discuss? You think you are discussing, but you have outsourced your services to the devil to use for just a short time. But what people don't know oftentimes is that it is not just that short time. Every word that comes out of your mouth as a child of God is supposed to carry power. It's supposed to carry authority. And that is why the Bible started to talk about you can shape human destiny with what you say. And so when you choose, and I know that that's not any of us in Jesus' name. When a person chooses to be a slanderer or to be a devil, then... They start to shape human destiny negatively. And of course, you know God is not in that place. So, is it, so we should not badmouth each other because we don't want to become agents of the devil. So the Bible says to us in the, in the book of Psalms 103, 11 and 12, that as I am, as the heavens is high above the earth. And we're always reading this. It says, as, high as, for high as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is God's mercy towards us that fear him. As the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. So there is God in his magnanimity removing our transgressions from us and saying, look, I threw it to the other side of the divide. You can't even see it if you're trying to look for it. Then imagine the devil going into the deepest of the abyss, trying to dig out those transgressions, trying to dig out those iniquities, those sins, or different things that he can use to accuse children of God. And he's busy doing it, doing it, trying, digging a hole. And then people who are supposed to be children of God sometimes will now go to meet him and say, can I help you? and they start digging. Sometimes even for things that don't exist, because I mean, you know, the sweeter the gist, the the, <laughs> the more the person you're telling it to wants to hear, or the more you that you are hearing it, the more you want to spend your data listening to it. And we are saying it is not just gossip, it's not just gist. it's not just, oh, we're just, you know, we're just passing time. No, it is outsourcing one service to the devil to use for that period and it is absolutely against what God would want you to do with your mouth with your time and so don't be an agent of the devil so when we say we don't gossip here we don't do that here it also means we don't give room to the devil it also means we are not the devil's employees neither are we his friends or colleagues we don't know him, he's our enemy and he's under our foot. And that's where he's going to remain. Somebody say amen, somebody type amen, <laughs> amen to bats. The second reason why you should not badmouth a fellow Christian, why should, you should not speak evil against another one of your brothers or sisters is so that you can partner with God in the creative process of shaping destinies so if it says it's only God that has the power to shape destiny then it means that we as co-creators with God are supposed to be able to assist him in that process we're supposed to partner with God in the shaping of destiny and sometimes honestly that's what prophesying is all about where God is showing you like this is who I created this person to be and you're looking at them they don't look it right now but you are speaking to that person that God wants them to be and because I mean there's the Spirit of God within them and their spirit is responding to the Spirit of God so even though they are not in that place yet The more you speak to the person they are to become, the more that person rises on the inside of them and the more they are able to stand tall and become who God has called them to be. And the reverse is the case. The opposite is the case. So if you're looking at someone and you are saying this is where you are right now and you know that this is who God wants them to be, but you refuse to acknowledge that to them or to let them know, or to, to to you know just borrow them your faith like this is this is I know God has plans for you I know that there's greatness in you if you if, if a person refuses to speak those positive words and they choose rather to speak negative words then they are bringing down another because what are not just words what are powerful things they are real they are very real everything that anybody becomes today is a function of the things that they have said all the things that have been said into their lives by the people that 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 shaped them by the people that they grew up around the people that had voices over their lives that, that had influence over them and so we must be able to partner with god in the creative process of shaping destiny by saying, oh, this," I would rather speak to who God intends this person to be. And I know, I mean, for maybe a few people or maybe many of us actually, you have gone through phases where words have been spoken about you or to you. Honestly, how did you feel? For some of us, it would have been like a, a damp towel is draped over you like it it is very it is very depressing for lack of a better word i mean here you are thinking you are all that and then someone just says something sometimes they don't even intend for you to overhear it but trust the devil now he knows what he wants to do so he does something he arranges things and sometimes you hear it and before you know it you start cutting back on who you are meant to be and how you are meant to show up in the world because of the words that have been spoken and so when we think of that we should say no i'm going to be the opposite of that i'm going to be that person that if someone overhears what i say about them they, they will be like wow are you sure you're talking about me as in wow i'm gingered. let me go and become that person you just you just spoke about and the bible tells us in the book of ephesians Four, verse 29 the amplified version says do not let on all some foul profane worthless vulgar words ever come out of your mouth don't ever let it come out of your mouth he says only speech such as is good for building up others according to the need and the occasion that's what should proceed from our mouth so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. So God wants you to partner with him in the process of shaping destinies for good. And we can use our words to achieve this purpose. Every word you speak is either a gift or a, a, a knife in the gut of the other person. And Forget about the fact that whether they are they are hearing it as you are saying it or they will never know I said it now Every word you speak is either a gift that they can use to build Or a knife in the gods that can bring them down So what would you rather say? what would you rather speak when God's word says we should build up others the third reason I said I will share for let me do like puppy. (laughs) The third reason is so that you don't set yourself up for maximum problem. And I don't know if that's good English, but you get it. So you should not badmouth other people so that you don't set yourself up for problems. The Bible is clear. Galatians 6 7, it says, Don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds, and all he will have to show for his life is weeds but the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvest a crop of real life, eternal life. You know, it's like each person has a potted plant and you're carrying your own, I'm carrying my own, or maybe a pot of uh, 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 sand that you're supposed to plant into. Then your friend comes or your, your brother or sister comes. You know you know that the seed you are holding is weed. But because you think their head is turned in the other direction, they can't see you and they can't hear you, you take that weed seed and you put it inside their own pot. The Bible is saying that even though you put it inside their pot, it is your pot that it will grow in. So the next time that somebody wants to share a gist with you that is weed, don't allow them because it's coming straight back. To, to whoever does it. It is, it is part of the laws of God. I mean, the, the Bible is very clear about it. I mean, we should stop doing some of these things so that prayers can be answered, so that intercession can yield fruit in our lives. We are being prayed for, you know? We are being prayed for, even you, you are fasting. So we should stop some of these things if we are doing them so that we can see answered prayers because the Bible is clear. It says a person that plants weed is going to reap weed. So what people usually think is "Eh, if I don't plant the weed inside my own pot, then I will not reap it. So they will they will look for good words and speak into their own lives, but you're speaking bad words into another person's life. You are gathering in twos, in threes, you are carrying gist up and down, talking about somebody else, trying to sow weeds into their own life. The is saying it is that weed. You, the person will wake up and see that weed growing up in their own pot, and it's going to be like a mystery, but it is what it is. The fourth reason why you should partner with God instead of partnering with the devil The fourth reason why you should not badmouth anyone for any reason is so that you can be judged favorably. So that you can be judged favorably. Jesus went on to say, this is Matthew 7, 1 and 2, easy to read version. He says, Jesus went on to say, do not say to anybody, you are a bad person. If you do that, God will say to you, you are a bad person hey may god not tell us we are bad people in jesus name may god not say to you you are a bad person in jesus name but beyond praying about it he's saying to us if somebody if person say this thing now wait did they go here May this if you say to somebody you are a bad person then he says god will say to you you are a bad person and i know that i know that we rebuked it in jesus name but I mean, he's saying that there's cause and reaction. There's action and consequences. So we can't take the action and then be rebuking the consequences in Jesus' name, you know? The thing is don't say the action. Don't say it. So he says don't say to anybody you're a bad person. If you do that, God will say to you "You you're a bad person. God will think about you in the same way. That you think about other people. <laughs> you hear it? <laughs> it says, He will think about you. So it has gone beyond God will say about you. It has gone to God will think about you the same way you think about other people. He will use the same rules for you as you use for other people. So every time you want to think about the other person, Remember your own is coming. Every time, it's not even about the words yet, it's about the thoughts. Every time somebody comes to mind and you want to crucify them with your thoughts, remember you are not the judge of them. And as you think about them, that's how God will think about you. So imagine a person in the courtroom you know, as lawyer, let's, let's paint a courtroom scenario. So this person is in the courtroom, and they have not called his case yet, or her case. So she's sitting there and waiting, or even standing, because if you, are, if you are the accused person, you cannot even sit, you are there to answer a case. So they haven't called the person's case yet. Though. Then the person they called before them is in the box, and trying to defend themselves. And then themselves, I mean one person in the box being the defendant. And then the jury is there, the judge is there, the co- uh, the people who have come to watch are there. And then as the case was going on, they said, the judge said, call your witnesses. And the accuser, we know who the accuser is now, the slanderer, the devil. He called all his witnesses, so, He called all his witnesses. So all those people who badmouth other people—they are the ones that the devil will call. Oh, yeah, come and talk. The person will say, "Ah, in 1900, he did this. She did that. In 19, she did that. He did that. Then he said. Then she said. Then somebody told me that he/she did this. Then somebody has now told me. You know, they will start piling up the issues. Then. The Holy Spirit will come. The Holy Spirit is our own defense. Jesus is our own defender. And Jesus will take the witness box and say, I can testify about this person. I died for this person. And when I died for this person, every one of their sins, past, present, future, I took them away. So there is zero iniquity in this person. Then the Holy Spirit will come and say, actually, from the moment that this person received the life of Christ, I have been working with them, helping them, leading them, telling them this is the way, walking it. I have been shining the light of God's word, explaining it to her, encouraging him, helping him grow. And I have watched this person grow. Yes, they make a few mistakes from time to time, but they always run back to grace and to God. And then just imagine that the judge for some reason calls that person who is waiting for their turn to be judged and say, come and say what you know about accused person A. They called accused person B to come and tell us what she knows about accused person A. Will it not be stupid? to start to say, ah, woo. (laughs) If you know what the the person did, if you were there, in fact, you will never talk to that person again, if this, if that. But isn't that sometimes the trap that we fall into? Forgetting that the moment accused person A, woo, anyway, regardless of what she says, Jesus has died for, the Holy Spirit is interceding for, with groanings that cannot be measured, Who will be justified and vindicated? Accused person A is going to be justified because, I mean, Jesus' death will not go in vain, you know? So accused person B, having forgotten that, runs their mouth, forgetting they are next in the witness box. And if the Bible is saying, if you sow wheat, you will reap wheat, what then do you want Jesus? to be able to say about that person. What then do we expect? Wouldn't the devil be really happy to say this is one of my own, you know? So we need to be really, really careful about the things we think about other people, about the things we say about other people. I want to encourage us if we have questions, I want us to please post it uh, on, the, on the chat rooms and we have uh, people on standby to pick them. So it's not just in the words. In fact, it starts from the thoughts. You know how sometimes you do something, maybe something crazy or something radical, very unlike you. Let's say, hmm, this one is cutting close to home. Let's say when I change the color of my hair, then somebody asks me and says, did you change the color of your hair why did you dye your hair and i say i just did it just like that there is no just like that no human being wakes up one day and takes a life altering decision it is a sequence of thoughts emotions actions suggestions things you see things you hear things people tell you, things you watch on TV, different things over time, sometimes over years, sometimes over months, sometimes over days. But it is a combination of different things you have been exposed to. Maybe I was watching a movie one day and I saw color there and I was like, ah, not bad. Though. And maybe she's, she has my color, so I'm like, okay. So this can go together. Or maybe, um, maybe when I was in school, You're not allowed to color your hair. So now that I'm not in school, oh, I have freedom. You know, different things will lead everyone up to that point when they take a radical decision or a drastic decision. The only problem is that we're not usually observant. We're not usually observant. We don't usually introspect. So it looks like, ah, I'll just go to the salon tomorrow and just dye this hair and just bleach this head. No, there are different things. And that is just an example. So imagine someone that takes a drastic decision, like leaving a friendship. And then they say, why are you no longer friends with this person? And they say, just like that. It's not just like that. Maybe you were just with somebody else and they badmouthed the person. Then the person mistakenly did something. You added the first one to this one, not even acknowledging that it's a mistake. You know, when, when conversations are happening, it is not straightforward, It's not as straightforward as it looks. So somebody says to you, um, "So I painted my house color brown. What happens to the person that is listening to that conversation is they look into their memory bank, and they look for the color brown. And if the shade of color brown that they have have ever interacted with all their life is coffee colored brown, then if it is caramel brown that the first person is talking about, they will have no recollections of caramel brown. So they are going to think, oh, you painted your house uh, caramel brown, uh, a coffee brown but the person is actually saying I painted my house coffee brown so there's a lot of things inside you from you have acquired this growing up and when conversations are happening you are digging into that memory bank and interpreting what the other person is saying and sometimes you are, you are thinking exactly what they're saying but many times you are coloring it with your own lens with your own perspective and perceptions so somebody suddenly says, oh, I don't want to be friends with this person again. The person did something and you colored that action with your lens and with the lens of the first person that just told you about them. And if other person that had also, also gossiped to you about them, but you didn't confront them, you didn't ask them. And then when they did something that you think are uh-uh, now, so maybe they, they, you passed by each other and you didn't see that and they didn't see you, you're like, mm. They said that sh- that is a snob. They said that it's very saucy. I can see, really, really, it's very saucy, <laughs> you know? And, I mean, we're saying that all of these things, all of these things, they take off sp- space that should be used for productive things, space that should be used f- for for building, space that should be used to, 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 to do friendship, to do life together. To do godliness together. My people, your Bible people have a saying that this stick in your Bible says, Iggy, what are you going to use? So this stick is not good. So somebody that is cooking with, and I mean, you may not have some people may, may not have reference point for this. I'm sorry, but so so, so we have uh, wood, you cook with wood in some instances. And so we're saying. Um, if you say this stick is not nice, so it's not burning well, you remove it from the fire you are using to cook. You okay? And I mean, people abroad, you guys have fireplaces, so we can re- we can use that as a reference point. So you say this wood is not nice, you remove it. That one is not nice, you remove it. What are you going to use to cook the food? What are you going to use to warm the room? Everybody has good in them, and everybody has. Uh, areas where they are work in progress can we focus on the good in people can we instead of badmouthing people look at the good in them instead can we actually do life together as god would intend you know these are the questions and uh, questions and i know that as we talked it will be going through your mind the instances where, where you know that you could have done better with relationships. So we may want to revisit some relationships. We may want to, uh, uh, we may, we may want to look at some relationships that are currently on, uh, 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 you know, like working on eggshells around each other. And you may want to have conversations around it and say, how can we do better? Why is it that that spouse that was so, like, enamored in your eyes before, is now like dirt? It is. There's no just. There's no just. To, it didn't just happen today. It didn't happen because of what they did last week. Is over time accumulation of thoughts, actions, and different things. And we're saying if we choose to partner with God we will see the best in them instead and we will speak to the person who god intends for them to be and if we keep doing that with our relationships and our friendships and our christianity our christian brothers and sisters then we will have community and with community we will have growth we will have increase there's a level that intellectual capacity can take a person to this, it can only take a person to so, such a level. There is another level higher than that, that it is relationship. And some of us know it. The person you are reporting to at work, you're like, this person does not even know half of what I know. But they know people, <laughs> they know the right people. So they are there and you're reporting to them. And that boss that you wanted to learn so much from before, how come now you're like, what is it, Steph? so the same way over the years with you talked yourself into this place you have to talk yourself back into the place of this person is a child of god you have to find your wonder again you find your wonder again you look at the person and you marvel you're like wow you mean god made this person and put such intelligence within them And you pray for them on on their areas for improvement. And God will help us in Jesus' name. So we are ready for Papi in the building. Make some noise. (laughs) There you go. Good evening, (laughs) Papi.
0: Evening. Evening, Pastor Kola. Yes, sir. Well done.
1: Thank Thank you, sir. so Papi, we have some questions for you. I have okay. My first question is this. Okay. Some, people, some people will say, how do I deal with a relationship where someone keeps wanting to come to me with gist, with gossip, and with bad-mouthing other people? And I don't want to lose that relationship. So what do I do? Some people will ask that question. So what should they do in that case? Well, um,
0: they should have a, a tough conversation with that person. They should say to the person, listen, my brother, you know, I appreciate our friendship and, 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 and I really thank God for, I mean, you being in my life, however, I cannot. I do not discuss people. You know, I, I just don't. So I will appreciate it if you don't bring this kind of conversations to me. That would be the last time. <laughs> you know, I was, I was, I was. Um, someone um, sent me a video. Um, someone very dear to me sent me a video, and and the video, um, I think it was um, oh, Denzel Washington. That was saying that small minds discuss people. You know, um, average minds or something discuss problems, but great minds discuss ideas. You know, <laughs> if you if you find yourself always discussing people, always around people that always like to discuss people, you want to stay away because it shows your your mind is very small at the moment. <laughs> it's not that it cannot be like large. But that is your—it's it's a small mind. And if you are surrounded by such people, uh, maybe you want to add more people that like to discuss ideas—you know, big ideas—you know—around around yourself. So if you have that conversation with the person and say, "Hey, my sister, listen, I love you, I appreciate you, you know, and um, please don't bring this kind of talks to me. I don't—I don't like discussing people. That's for small minds." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Thank you, sir. Wow. Yeah. That one is very deep, because, I mean, when when I was uh, thinking about the question, I also thought, why is it that some people attract those kind of small minds? Why? Is it that there's something in them that they also need to deal with? Why is it that way?
0: It's a valid question, you know? Because after a while, you need to begin to ask yourself some very hard truth. Why am I the center of gist? Why am I surrounded with small minds? You know? How come I'm, I always like to be the first thing that to the first person to know what is happening in this person's life, in that person's life? You can and you are wondering how come you are poor? you're wondering how come you are struggling with poverty. Are you wondering how come, listen, you may think that even if you think you are not poor, if you continue like that, you're gonna be poor. Because that is how it works. You can't, and I love the way you, you brought up the court case, the, the, the court setting, you know. I mean, it's it's just beautiful. I don't know if we have time we can talk about, I mean, I mean, and unpack it for that, you know. I, I think it's, it's just beautiful, but t- a time should come where you will ask yourself those tough questions. Why am I attracting uh, chickens? You know, you want to you want to hang out with eagles, you want to soar with eagles, but you are surrounded by chickens, and you are indulging in chicken behavior. Mm-hmm. Doesn't add up. So maybe the change has to come from you first you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that sir. So if there's someone that is admitting that this table is shaking are shaking and they're on this table, what I mean you've already said they should have tough conversations with the people that they are that they are like, Gisting with or doing those small minded things with, and they should look within and say, Okay, what do I need to change? What's maybe one or two more steps that they can now start to take to become a big ideas person? And
0: okay, so you they don't need to because in any community, in every community, there are people that discuss people people that discuss problems, people that discuss ideas. So so you have to now deliberately walk across the room and meet someone that is a big thinker, doesn't have time for crap, but if you want to talk about big ideas, they're interested, you want to say, um, can can I buy you lunch? Or Christmas is coming. Do you guys have Christmas dinner in your house? Maybe I want to come with my family. Do you have, you know, or maybe you want to invite them over? Whatever, you know, um, you want to do. You want to get around. You want to get around people that are, um, are high capacity thinkers. You want to do that. So, so that's one. And, and most importantly, you want to pray to God. You want to pray to God. If there's one thing we've learned about in the book of James, is the fact that the tongue, you know, can only be ruled when it's brought under the holy rule of the Holy Spirit. So you you can pray to God that I don't want to ever be in this circle. I don't want to be this kind of person. Help me. Mm -hmm. The same way we pray when we turn away from sin to righteousness. The same way we pray that God will cleanse us. God will will save us the same way. We have to pray that God will sanctify us and God will, you know, and it's, it's a work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts that produces that fruit. Yes, we need to take those steps um, in, 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 because, I mean, faith without works is dead, you know, and and um, but most importantly, we need to pray.
1: Thank you, sir. Um, I know that my ticket is for two questions and we've asked three, but this one is Go ahead. Not- <laughs> Question. What encouragement do you have for the ideas people in the room? When these people come and they know that this person has been, but this person is coming now, so what do they do?
0: The very good question because one of the things about ideas people, capacity people, is that they can see um, small minds from a distance. You know, they can smell them, so, so usually, when they are around them, they keep quiet. You know, when when they are around them, they just keep quiet. They are they are nice, they are civil, but they won't engage. They won't engage particularly at a deep level, you know, and because they know that I mean, the town we hear the ne- everything they said, you know, next so. I think it's, it's, it's good. it has to be a trust relationship that has to be built. So the person must now be deliberate in building that relationship. So it's not that they are judging you; they just they just are not comfortable, you know. So the, the onus is on the person that used to be a small-minded talker to put questions forward. And those questions will reveal to the deep thinker that okay, maybe you know we can talk about this. After all, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ, you know. So, and over time, the you gain their trust. Now, what happens is at the initial time when you come into them, maybe they are two or three big thinkers you know, maybe they're having a conversation. Once you call me, you notice know, they just keep quiet. Yeah. just keep quiet, you know? <laughs> they
1: quiet,
0: you know? You know? So it, it's, it's not, they're not trying to be rude. They're not trying to be, they just, you know? you know, But the more they're comfortable, the more you have to prove yourself worthy, you know? And of course, it's needless to say, don't abuse it. You know, the moment you abuse it, that's the end, you know? So, you know, you want to guard it with everything you have and, and just move away from the from the previous life. Yes. So that is that is that is good.
1: Thank you, sir.
0: <laughs> Very uh-huh.
1: instructive. I want to check if we have questions online.
0: Okay. While you are checking if they have if they, if they have questions online, yes. um there are other talking points from what from the teaching that I mean, if you don't mind, I want to talk about I mean the first would be you talked about that courtroom setting is so powerful so you see that what heaven is hearing is your accusation of sister a you have lent your voice to satan to accuse sister a of doing A, of doing B, of doing C. You are deceiving yourself that it's because you are righteous. You are better than Sister A. You are deceiving yourself because you think, oh, what a letdown, Sister A, right? Your own fire will be called up. And guess what? Because, because you have accused Sister A of a current issue, mm-hmm. has opened all your own past issues up before yeah. the cut of heaven. That's how it is. So so all the sins you have been forgiven, everything mm-hmm. that comes forward. So you now, your own kiss now came forward. Now, sister, the sister you're accusing will overcome by the blood of the Lamb we overcome because of the of the advocacy of christ and 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 the and the witness of the holy spirit like you have rightly said they will overcome but when your own case comes up are you not going to depend on that same advocacy of christ whom you challenge boldly
1: <laughs>
0: in the same court <laughs> how do you do that so you are shooting yourself in the foot You're shooting yourself in the foot that is why because you've been you've been with, you've been with me for um how many years now <coughs> like ah. it's more than 12.
1: It's more like than, 13
0: 13 or 14
1: said,
0: years about yes 13, about that 13 14 years have you ever had me talk down on any pastor or judge any pastor this is.
1: Never, <laughs> never. <laughs> in fact, something that comes to mind again and again is something you say. Um, you said, when uh, I mean, when I was becoming a pastor, you said, "You are forgiving us in advance." Oh. <laughs> so that comes to mind all the time, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because because.
0: I know that the only place where there are perfect people is on this other side of eternity. If you insist on perfect people, then cross over. Mm-hmm. You will see them. But on this side of eternity, you are going to see a lot of perfect people. So when I when I <coughs> choose leaders, thank you, when I choose leaders, one of the first things I do is I look at them one by one by one, all the everything they they can do, ever do to offend me, I forgive them in advance <laughs> because they will do it because yeah. they are human. Is there is no the truth is that if you look at all our past, there is no pastor in gospel house that number one. That I have not offended. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and number two, that has not offended me. <laughs>
1: it's
0: none. Very, not. True. Very true. So what what brings us together is not the things that tears us apart. What brings us together is the blood of the lamb that cleanses. And it is the bond that makes us strong. Yes. So, yeah.
1: Yes. You
0: choose where you want to be. Choose where you want to be with the advocate or with the accuser. Choose where you want to be. Mm-hmm. But once you have chosen, when your case comes up, you cannot switch sides. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, that's it. People should, I mean, it, 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 people should be very afraid when someone comes to you with these things. You should run away because the person is trying to get your file reopened. Absolutely. And you know what you've done, you know where you've been. So wow. 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 Food for thoughts. So we don't have questions online, sir.
0: Okay, so fine. Another that, talking point from your yes, teaching. You know, and, and that and that is the fact that. You know, you said something in in Yoruba, which is, which you interpreted, you know, you, have, you are cooking, you have firewood, a lot of them in the fire. They are making a bonfire for you. You are warming your home, you are cooking with it. The woods are not all straight. Some of them are crooked, but they are still burning for you. You say, eh, this firewood is not good. You remove it. That one is not good. You remove it. At the end of the day, your fire, will have nothing. And it will go down. And, and when you were speaking, I was thinking about my life and I was saying to myself that as much as by the grace of God, I have the gift of goodbye. Anyone that chooses to walk out of my life, that day is probably the last day I will think of you, of the person, because I'm thinking of, the next thing God wants to do, I am consumed about it. I don't even, I don't, I don't cry over people walking out. If someone can walk out of your life, let them go. Free of charge. But one thing that, that, that I um that occurred to me is that I can't remember anyone that I have walked out of on. Aww. I can't remember any relationship, anybody, for whatever they've done, that I've said, because of this thing you have done, I am going to cut you off. I can't remember any.
1: Wow. Well.
0: I've had people cut me off, of course. I've had people walk out of me, but that is their choice. I can take decisions that you, if if you, well, the only option is for you to work out because I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to just do what God wants me to do, you know? But it will be your choice to work out, not, so I'm not saying, again, am I saying that's the best thing to do? No, I, I don't know. But I'm just saying that. That's what I have discovered about myself just listening to you. that how I really, I mean, I've adjusted my relationship with people. Of course, you have to keep doing that as you are growing. You have to keep doing that. You have to keep adjusting your relationships. Perfect. But there is no one that I can remember. Maybe after this teaching, after the if I remember, I don't know. Maybe if I have cut you off, maybe you. That's it. But Pastor, you cut me off. So I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 right now, and if if even if it's, even if there are, that means there is an exception it's it's not it's not the i the, i i don't i stick to the end you know and it's big you can't remove this person in fact the people there are people that there are people that want to remove you let's say let's say the for example. let's let's use as an example there are people this is hypothetical i'm not saying anything like that has happened so there are, there are people that have that will come, for instance, to me and say, oh, Bookie, I'm, I'm, I'm going to zero her. Um, There's a word now, there's a word in the pop culture that is, um, I'm going to delete her. What? what there, there's, there's a word they use. Um, is it, is it delete her or is it zero her, whatever? I think it's zero her. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to zero, I'm going to delete, I'm going to cut her off. And I'm looking at the person that is speaking, and I'm saying, "You need counsel." <laughs> someone has texted me. I'm going to counsel oh. this person. Yeah, someone texted me. I'm going to counsel Thank this you, person. You people. <laughs> Bob, God, people. Yeah. And I'm, I am watching, and I'm like, "You need Bukola more than Bukola needs you." Are you so stupid and daft that? You, because of,
1: you
0: want to cancel somebody that will affect your destiny for good. Someone that with one phone call can change your financial future. You want to cancel Bukola? Do you know how powerful Bukola is? Do you know how connected Bukola is? Do you know how anointed Bukola is? Do you know how beautiful Bukola is? You want to cancel Bukola? Are you, what are you smoking?
1: I mean, this day we shake you. <laughs> <laughs> we will need to have your mic. <laughs> uh, and, and
0: that uh, is uh, that is actually how you know people that will be great in their destinies. Um,
1: mm.
0: There are certain people that have robbed me of so negatively. Mm. But because of the bigger picture. I stuck with them. And in retrospect, I am the one enjoying that relationship now.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Coming from a former expert counselor, it, its I mean, this thing you have said is wisdom for ages, for centuries. Oh. Oh. God taught me the toughest way Mm. not to cancel or delete people. And one of the blessings that he has given me in recent times is bringing back my canceled relationships. Mm. And it was one of the things that you actually prophesied about at the last um, GWDIA, that God was going to bring back relationships uh, of destinies that we had lost. And I'm really just grateful. Amen. For for that opportunity, so I mean now I'm very careful. <laughs> I'm very very careful. Like I'm not counseling anybody. <laughs> we are stuck together. We are. Mm-hmm. God will help all of us as we work Amen. on ourselves. Amen.
0: Oh, Amen. Papi,
1: do you have any more words for us? <laughs>
0: I think we should stop there. <laughs> okay. <sir. laughs> Okay, so thank you, everybody, for joining us. You know, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.
1: And so it
0: is and shall be. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Remember, this year is our year of lifting. And we are lifted
1: Yeah, <laughs>